guys, and welcome to the podcast. It's Josh, your favorite spiritual best friend, ready to tell you guys why your chart has you thriving and sometimes just simply surviving. We are going to talk about birth charts, the moon, how they're connected, and why Mercury in retrograde simply just sucks for everyone. And boy, does it suck. We are all going to chat and maybe figure out why some signs are better than others, depending on the day. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to your spiritual best friend a mental health podcast that focuses on astrology and all that fun stuff. I am here with Alex. Alex, I just want to say thank you for coming on and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about today's reading. I'm, you sent me a little bit of info beforehand and I'm like, can't wait to dive into it with you and really like unpack everything. Um, my name is Alex. I am half of FNA Van Life, which is um, my YouTube and Instagram and all that. And so the other half is Frankie. So it's Frankie and Alex. And we travel full time in our self converted camper van. And we've been on the road for about two years now, just living and traveling. And now we have a little dog named Paco as well that comes along for the adventure. And yeah, we just share our lives online. And, you know, this is another way to do that. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. And, uh, with, with this conversation, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about life. We're going to dig into a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about like relationships. We'll talk about definitely your YouTube, definitely. And we'll get into all that fun stuff. So so my first question with you is uh, when it comes to astrology at all, like tell me a little bit, like how much do you really know about astrology? Well, I've been reading my horoscope since I was really little. My parents used to get the newspaper and the only way that they could, you know, force me to read any of it in the morning was with the cartoons, which were right next to the horoscopes. So I, you know, started getting in the habit of checking my horoscope every day um, a really long time ago. And when I was living in New York City, I actually got certified as a health coach And through that process, I met a bunch of other women who lived in New York City who were all kind of like holistically, spiritually, you know, woo woo minded, you know, into all those same kind of like natural modalities. 
Um, and so together as a group, we had a couple of like astrology readings and we had, you know, someone come in and explain all of the, you know, the moon chart and the sun and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, it's when you're a kid, all you really learn is like, I'm a Taurus. And like, that's the one that you see in the newspaper every day. And that's what you check. But then when you go to these workshops, it's like, oh, no, there's a whole lot more that they don't talk about in the, you know, Globe and Mail or whatever. So I'm definitely a little bit aware of it, but you're the expert for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for the comment. I appreciate that. And I'm also a Taurus as well. So Taurus gang. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I must say, uh, definitely, uh, I'm hearing you say a lot about like you were a health coach. So like what led to that? Well, I was living in New York City and I was working in finance and that is a very like hustle, bustle, stress, just like go, go, go all the time. And so I was experiencing some health issues from that, you know, some digestive stuff and anxiety and panic. And, uh, you know, I went to my doctor and they kind of, you know, they're like, oh, well, we could medicate you. And that didn't really seem like a great solution for me. So, you know, I started doing some more research on natural healing and ended up finding this health coaching program. And I kind of took it in a way to learn more about myself, but also in a sense to be able to help other people as well who were kind of going through some of the same challenges that I, you know, was working with. So it was really interesting to learn about, you know, all the different ways of eating and meditating and just taking care of your body in a more holistic kind of way. And through that, I met this wonderful group of friends I mentioned, which has been amazing. It's sometimes hard to find friends who have the same kind of interests as you have, you know, especially if you grow up with people or you go to college with people and, you know, over the years, your interests change. And, you know, your friends don't necessarily all change, but it's nice to have, you know, a different group of people who kind of all think the same in lines of like, oh, well, I'm thinking about trying this supplement. Like, has anybody tried it? Or like, you know, stuff like that. So it was really interesting to become a health coach. And that's actually how I started my YouTube channel, because through health coaching, a really big thing for me is making cooking fun and easy and healthy. And especially for New Yorkers that are so fast paced and everybody eats out and there's no free time. So I was like, no, you can get in your kitchen and you can make a delicious, healthy meal, you know, in less than 30 minutes with, you know, whatever you have in your fridge. So I started kind of proving that, like putting my money where my mouth was through these videos that I was making online. And so that was kind of my entrance into the YouTube world. Um, the channel has definitely changed since then. Now it's more like travel content and we definitely talk about like, you know, taking care of ourselves and finding healthy restaurants and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's kind of funny where life leads you when you're open to different possibilities. Yeah, definitely. And, and I will say, as I'm hearing you describe your, your journey, there's, there's definitely a lot of stuff that we can like really talk about. I just, I first want to say great answer as well. You really give a lot of great insight so the first thing that I really took away was you talked a lot about how like your body, taking care of your body, making sure that you're all right. Um, I learned a lot in psychology and I, I know we talked a little bit about before we recorded that I'm, I'm into the whole psychology field and stuff like that. 
uh, this concept that like if you take care of your body, it helps your mind and it helps your soul. Um, so what are some things that you do and that you've learned to do to take care of yourself? So right back in the beginning when I was really struggling, I was having almost like daily panic attacks. You know, every time I would get on the subway, I was just like a mess. Um, I cut out basically any kind of stimulant from my diet because what you're putting in your body, like the food that you're eating is, you know, what your body is using to fuel itself. And so if you're putting in things that aren't good, then you're going to get, you know, a bad result. So I cut out all, you know, processed sugars, I cut out all caffeine, cut out all alcohol. Um, and so by doing that, it kind of gave my body a chance to like reset a little bit. And even just by cutting out those, I noticed that my anxiety went down. And what I've learned about myself since then is that me and caffeine just like don't mix, you know, like if I have a cup of coffee, I'm like, all the way up <laughs> like and in not like a good way like I'm energized it's like I'm panicking and my heart is pounding and I don't feel good but I didn't really know that I was kind of having all of those like low level symptoms but when you're having a cup a day every single day you know it kind of gradually builds but then once you're detoxed from it and you try it again you're like holy crap this is bad for me the same is true for sugar the same is true for alcohol like whenever I have too much of any of those things, I just feel terrible now because, you know, I, my body's not used to processing stuff like that anymore for, which is good. <laughs> you know, your body's not designed to handle things like that. Oh yeah. I completely agree. Uh, honestly, uh, just through my own personal experience as well. I actually tried, uh, this diet. I usually do it once in, once a month out of the year. Um, it's called the whole 30. Um, so, so pretty much, I don't know if you heard about it, but it's pretty much like you mentioned like detox and stuff. Everything you eat for that month is just strictly just anything natural. So if you want something sugary, you better get yourself some pure honey. Um, if you want like peanut butter, it's gotta be real authentic peanut butter, not the sugary process. And, and if you want it and you can't really eat any breads either. So everything is just straight natural and you do that for 30 days. And like you said, it after after you detox and then you re eat some of the things you're like oh like like you learn more about yourself so as i'm hearing you describe that i just want to applaud you and say that so many people struggle with that every single day and the fact that you're able to do that and understand like hey like these are some things for my body that i can't have like caffeine and all that stuff and, and it really helps to find the term spirituality because uh Everyone that I have come on this podcast, I like to define spirituality as doing things to help understand and you learn from yourself, um, whether that's physical, mentally, anything. Because at the end of the day, we all live our own lives, right? So like no one's going to love ourselves more than other than us, you know what I mean? So definitely hear you say that you're learning that caffeine, when you have caffeine, it's not good for you. It's definitely something that uh, leads me perfectly to my next question. So like when it comes to like your personal experience and stuff, what is some advice that you would give to young people that are trying to find and understand themselves, especially now with social media and all that fun stuff too? So I think it's a lot about finding those like quiet moments where you can actually listen to yourself. 
one of the worst things about living in New York is that it's so loud all the time. And there's a million things pulling you in a million different directions. And I mean, that's true for kind of anywhere. And especially like you said, on social media and stuff, like it's so easy to get sucked down that rabbit hole of like, oops, I was just on TikTok for two hours and I don't know how that happened. Um, but if you never really take the time to meditate or even just like go for a quiet walk in nature, you know, without your phone, without anything, you know, just you and your thoughts, it's really hard to kind of learn what is important to you or learn what, you know, maybe your next move should be or really reflect on the relationships in your life. Because I find that we all get sucked into this, you know, go, go, go. Like I'm scheduled, I'm planned. I have something, I have to be there. Like, I don't have time to relax. I have to go and get there. Um, but if you never take those quiet moments for yourself, you can really get lost in that shuffle. And that can happen for years. And then you wake up in a crummy relationship in a town, you're not really excited about, you know, overweight or whatever. And you're just like, how did I get here? But it's because you never took those moments to really examine, like, is this the right choice? Am I moving in the most, you know, in the best direction for me? Is this taking me to who I want to be five years from now? So really just like listening to your intuition and finding the moments to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and as as I'm hearing you explain, like, listen to your intuition, that's something that because uh, I, I go to therapy once every like couple of weeks and we talk a lot about that as well. And I know definitely like being a Taurus, I can definitely understand that one of the common themes when it comes to Taurus is, I will say, is we have some great intuition. I will say like uh, Tauruses, we usually give like the best advice when we do want to give the advice. So as I'm hearing you describe everything, because um, I, I want to connect a little bit to the chart because uh, whatever you are comfortable with sharing, Alex, I'm definitely down. But um, your rising sign, so on your chart and on the picture I sent you, it said like ASC. That's what uh, you're, that's like another word for like rising and stuff. So your rising is actually the same as your sun sign. So the impressions you give off to people, that's exactly who you are to your core. So you're a Taurus rising, but then you're also a Taurus sun, which is great because like a lot of people I know for myself, like I'm a Sagittarius rising. So I come off as a Sagittarius, but deep down, I'm a Taurus to the core. And like, until like you really get to understand me, you start to, my qualities of being a Taurus will still like will come out. Um, but with the rest of your chart, so your sun is a Taurus, your moon is a Libra. So how your moon is, I know, I know you a little bit learned from like the workshops and stuff, but it's like how you think and process your emotions. And as I'm hearing you understand, like trusting your tuition, taking time to understand yourself with Libras is the sign of like the balance scale. It's like this need for balance for yourself. So as I'm hearing you talk about it and describe about it, I'm like, yeah, like I can definitely see the Libra moon coming and uh, talking about that. So I know you mentioned a little bit about New York. So tell me a little bit when it comes to like this YouTube channel, because I know you mentioned a lot about traveling. So like where did this YouTube channel, the idea of it start? And how does it feel to sort of find that balance now that you're taking time a little bit away from New York and all that fun stuff? I know it's a couple questions, so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
well, so I had my own YouTube channel and Frankie had his own YouTube channel. He was doing snowboarding stuff and I was doing the cooking stuff I was talking about. And then we started traveling and we were still trying to make content on our own, but it was just, it was kind of stressful. And, you know, we were both kind of like doing the same things, but like a little bit differently. So we were like, why don't we just combine forces, work as a team, do it together, rebrand, you know, we rebranded to FNA Van Life. It's both of us. Um, and then through that, you know, we have a podcast as well. We do the YouTube videos, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, you know, you kind of like build this whole like social media empire, if you will. Um, but it's been really nice to work together. I think that one of the biggest things for a tourist is having that stability, which you would think that, you know, a lifestyle that's fully based on travel isn't very stable, but I think that because of the way that we travel with van life, you know, living in a self-converted rig, it's kind of like an RV, but, you know, like a DIY RV, um, you have the stability of home with also the excitement of travel and exploring new places and being in nature and like, you know, seeing, you know, the natural beauty of the world, but then you always get to come back to your house. And I think that that's been really important for me on the road is to have the home base because that's the thing that's going to stay the same no matter where we are, no matter what our doorstep looks like. The house is the same. My things are in there, you know, like all my little like bibs and bobs. I know that I can cook a beautiful meal. I can like cozy up and it's just really nice to be able to travel with my house, have the stability with the unknown kind of like all mixed together yeah and 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 i I can definitely relate to you in that regard too when it comes to stability i know for myself like i always i always make sure i have like a backup plan to whatever plan i decide to do so like even though i'm in school i'm currently living on my own i have like that stability of being home um while also in grad school and also working so that way i can be able to like take care of my home and and stuff so i definitely as i'm hearing the themes of stability um that's definitely a quality tourists have a lot and a lot of earth signs have because uh a couple podcasts ago i interviewed a couple virgos and they were talking about the same thing of like stability and detail and all that fun stuff so i know we mentioned a little bit about the youtube channel i know we mentioned a little bit about like understanding yourself spirituality so let's transition a little bit to our relationships because it's actually quite funny um our venuses are actually the same so my venus is in aries as well yours is as well so tell me a little bit about some like relationship experiences that you have whatever you feel comfortable sharing with i'm fine um but so like what are some my first question is like what are some things that like you're attracted towards from like a friend standpoint and also like a romantic standpoint? Yeah. So I guess from a friend standpoint, very much like people that you can be real and authentic with, I think is really important. I'm have no time or like care for like the BS of, you know, putting on a facade you know, to like be somebody else to impress somebody. Um, I think that humor is really important in all relationships and being able to laugh together is so important. Um, it was funny when you said, you know, my Venus, when I was reading the chart that it was in Aries, 
I actually dated an Aries a really long time ago. And it was one of like the most combative relationships that I've ever been in. And I kind of always attributed it to like, you know, Taurus versus Aries, you know, bull versus ram kind of thing. And it's like, you know, you're bound to just have that friction. Like everything was an argument about like, you know, where are we going to go for dinner tonight? Oh, you know, get into a fight about it. That sounds like what we're going to do for dinner tonight. <laughs> um, but I think over the years, like especially as, you know, I'm over 30 now and, you know, I've been in a fair number of long-term relationships. At this point, it's kind of like, I have no care for that combativeness anymore. You know, like at a certain point, I think I thought it was like a regular relationship thing. Like, oh, all relationships have fights and arguments and things like that. And like, well, it's true. Like you're never going to like 100% agree with your partner 100% of the time. The way that you negotiate those differences can be very healthy and constructive versus a lot of my prior relationships where those disagreements turned into you know unhealthy arguments and i think that that's something that i've had to learn myself in terms of like what am i gonna accept in my life from a partner you know and luckily now i have frankie who's a very great partner who you know if we do disagree it's always like let's talk about it let's figure out you know why we're not on the same page or this thing that I said upset you or vice versa. And like, how do we move forward and like apologize? And, you know, so it's a much healthier relationship all around, you know, 98% of the time we're just having fun and it's great. And then that 2% of the time that, you know, there's a little bit of friction. It's handled in such a way that's like, we can get through it really quickly. Everybody feels better afterwards and then we can just move on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can, I completely agree with you. Uh, I know in like a lot of my relationships, I'm currently in one and she's actually, she has Leo. So for me, like I know you mentioned Aries, uh, you've dated like an Aries before. For me, it's always been Leo's. So like everyone that I've, I've dated has had some form of Leo in their chart. So they're either their son's Leo or for my for my current girlfriend's situation, she's a Gemini with a Leo moon, so it's like she thinks like a Leo, so it's sort of similar to like dating a Leo, if you get what I'm saying. Um, but this need for communication is definitely important in any relationship. I, I definitely, as I hear that, like being able to talk about what's like what's going on, like hey, like hey, I was not cool here, like being able to set good boundaries as well in a relationship. As I'm hearing that, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about communication and stuff, which is definitely um, really a, a definitely an important key in the relationship. Um, but my next question for you is like other than communication, what are some like other things that you would give advice to other people that are looking for a relationship? I would say that you have to kind of be the person that your person wants to date, if that makes sense. Before I met Frankie, I put together a whole list of things that I was looking for in a partner. And then I went back and looked at that list and I said, okay, well, if that's what I want in someone else, what would that person want in me? And so it's really about developing yourself to a place where you're sure of yourself and you have a you know, fulfilling life and you have, 
you know, interests and hobbies and what is important to you. And you have those, you know, routines and things that make you feel good. Because I think that if people are always relying on someone else to make them happy or someone else to, you know, bring them joy or, you know, fill, tick all their boxes for them, that's a lot to ask of any partner, you know? And if you're not willing to do that for someone else, then why should they be willing to do that for you? So really it's about, even when you're in the relationship too, like continuing to work on yourself and continuing to be the best version of you that you can be so you can arrive in that relationship and have actually something to contribute. Definitely a spot on answer is why I must say, because, uh, Again, like I, I can relate a lot with that, too, because like when you're in a relationship with someone, I know for me, like being able to grow with them as well, you're improving on yourself and also your partner is improving as well. That's a key in any relationship, especially lasting long term is being able to work and grow with each other, but also have their own independence. You know what I mean? When it comes to like a relationship, I know for me, like my girlfriend, she's into art she does poetry she's into all that stuff she wants to be a a poetry teacher whereas for like myself i want to be like a psychologist so it's like we're growing together but we're still doing our own thing so that's something that like i've definitely had to learn a lot in my relationships especially because i know i've been in a couple where i was very like uh, my partners were just dependent on me a lot and I learned, I had to learn that, hey, like, we can grow together. It's okay for me to do my own thing. You can do your own thing. And then we're still here at the end of the day. Um, so definitely, as I'm hearing you describe that, that's definitely um, something that I can relate to as well. Um, but when it comes to, like, another question that I have, um, so let's say you're on, like, a first date. I, I've been asking, like, all, all my people that come on about this question. So let's say on your you're on your first date, right? So let's say... So if you're on a date with somebody and whoever you decide to date um, does blank, it's an instant turnoff. So what are some like instant like turnoffs? So for me, for instance, it's music. So like if I give you the aux chord, that's sort of like my test. Like, all right, I want to see what you play. And depending on what you play will determine if I have a second date or not. So just to have a little fun what are some situations like that or something that would cause you to not have a second I remember date? yeah I was on a date with this guy who I met through like the internet and he um he was just so negative about everything like everything that we were talking about and like part of my like personality or whatever is that I can pretty much like get along with anybody I can carry a conversation with anybody you know like if we're on a first date together even if you're not chatty, like we're going to be talking, you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty good at getting along with most people and you know, I might not be romantically inclined with that person, but like we could still have a nice drink or a nice dinner or whatever. But I remember being on the date with this guy and it was just like, you know, Oh, what do you think about that? Negative, negative, negative. Oh, like tell me about your family. Negative, negative, negative. Oh, you know, it, like, what's work like for you? Oh, I hate it. It sucks. Blah. And you're like, what are you doing <laughs> with your life that literally everything is wrong? 
you know, and I, I, maybe he didn't realize that he was just like complaining the whole time, but I feel like that's a huge turnoff. Cause it's like, if you can't find anything to be excited about in your own life, why would I get excited about wanting to be a part of it? <laughs> definitely. Uh, that's definitely, and I'm, I'm sorry I had to experience that. Cause I mean, he must've just had a rough day, honestly. Like who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine someone asking me questions and everything's just negative. Like, holy crap. <laughs> you must've been like, all right, like it's time to, time to call this a day. <laughs> yeah. I think I had like one and a half drinks and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to call it a night, you know, like it was just, it was bad. <laughs> well, all right. I have a couple more questions and then we'll wrap everything up. I've really enjoyed our time. Uh, so when it comes to, so I'm going to transition a little bit back to a little bit about spirituality. Um, so I know you mentioned a lot about taking care of your body and stuff like that. So let's say you've had a very long day, like work was long, you've been very stressed out. What are some things that you do to like calm yourself down and reset your mind? I like to stretch my body. I feel like a big way for me to connect with my or to like calm my mind down because it has a tendency to like race and think about, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I, you know, this is on my to do list, you know, hey, getting some of that stuff off your mind and onto a piece of paper can be very helpful. So Either, you know, if you had a bad day emotionally, you could write all about that. Or like if it's just literally like a to-do list, like I'm so busy, I need all this stuff done. Writing it down physically and kind of like imagining like as you're writing it, it's kind of like coming out of your brain and onto the paper. Because then you're like, okay, I'm not going to forget that I need to send that email because I've written it down. So now I don't need to worry about it anymore. I can just go about my night or go to sleep or whatever. Um, but yeah, getting back to movement is super important for me as well. So I have an app on my phone that it's, I think it's just called yoga. It used to be called down dog, but it's basically, you could program like a restorative 30 minute with like a 10 minute Savasana and just like get into your body, try to get out of your mind. Um, I do try to meditate in the morning. Um, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I just like dive right into my emails and then I almost immediately regret it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that the movement is really good. I think also because we live van life, we have a really good opportunity that like when we're having a stressed out day or something, you know, we could be like, let's go for a hike and we'll just like drive somewhere and go for a hike, leave the phones in the car, not worry about what's happening on the internet. And just, like, get out in nature. That's a huge, huge de-stressor. I also really love to cook. So I find that almost, like, meditative for me. Like, just chopping and focusing on what you're doing and, like, being present in the moment. So if there's hobbies that you like, you know, whether it's painting or cross-stitch or whatever, that you can just kind of, like, be using your hands as a way to kind of get out of your mind as well. I think that's super helpful. Yeah, and, and again, another great answer. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. You mentioned a lot about cooking and all that stuff. It's great because I can also relate to uh, whenever I'm stressed, I love to just chef it up, um, especially since I've uh, moved out of my grandmom's house. Old school Italian lady. Oh, man, you know, like knows how to cook. So like on my own, I just be cooking one. I made like spaghetti, meatballs, handmade and stuff. It, it just, you know what I mean? It, it really, it helps you calm down and stuff like that. 
So, like, when it comes to my last question, so I, I, it's the same question I ask everybody on the final question. So, I know I sent you a link, thehoroscope.co. Uh, this is the site. Um, I just, all I do is basically just Google your sun and moon. So, I'm going to read this a little bit, and then I want to know how are you feeling uh, when, I, when I do read this. So, it says, Taurus sun, Libra moon, a flexible personality. Very social, but sensitive. The Taurus sun, Libra moon personality puts a big price on the perceptions of others. So positives with your sun and moon. Reliable, precise, and friendly. Negatives can be a little bit deceitful, a little bit compulsive and fearful. Perfect partner, someone who will take care but also surprise them. Advice, they should not see confrontation as the worst thing in the world. So as I'm reading this a little bit, what are some things that come to mind? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's pretty, pretty bang on. I definitely don't like confrontation. And so that's something that I should, you know, become more uh, okay with. I guess the funny, like the deceitful thing, um, you know, sometimes it's okay to stretch the truth. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that I like outright lie, but you know, sometimes if you kind of skirt around something to get where you need to be going, um, I just call that being crafty, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that a lot of it is accurate. It's funny when you read things like that, you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, like as you're going through it. So, yeah, I would totally say that it's pretty, pretty bang on. All right. Definitely well, reliable and punctual. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As I'm hearing you talk about like your journey and your spiritual journey and stuff. Definitely. I can definitely understand all the qualities and stuff that was mentioned. Um, but before we wrap everything up, I know you have a YouTube channel and all that fun stuff. So, Definitely uh, talk a little bit about that, about that. And also, uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so we have a YouTube channel where we share videos about vlogs on living on the road, different places you can travel to, different tips about living in a van, how to, you know, set up your build and, you know, how the toilet works and all kinds of things like that. So if anybody's interested in van life, that's definitely a really good avenue um, our podcast is also all about van life. We interview other nomads. So all different kinds of people living on the road, you know, from families with multiple kids to solo travelers to seniors to 20 year olds. We try to cover the gamut on all different types of people living van life um, to kind of show you that anybody could live van life. And if it's something that you're interested in, you know, there's a role model out there for you that you could, you know, look to for advice on how to get into the lifestyle. Um, so on everything, it's just FNA Van Life, Frankie and Alex Van Life. And also, you know, like FNA, like totally awesome. <laughs> so yeah, come and find us. Of course. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Alex, for coming on and uh, please stay safe. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.